Hey, welcome to episode 11 of Inbound Agency Journey. We are so excited to have you here right now. Thanks for taking some time out of your busy day. And if you're in the U.S. or the U.K., it's a holiday weekend here, the unofficial kickoff to summer. Thanks for taking this time to just soak up this episode. And I think we've got a golden one here for you. We invite Paul Fariga on to the podcast from WordWrite PR. He owns WordWrites, another inbound agency in the city of Pittsburgh, the great steel city where Guava Box and Do Inbound are located. Paul's a great guy. He runs the local hug here. And on this episode, he talks about the value of agencies running a hug or just attending a hug, what it can do for positioning and authority as well as prospecting and some great connections that it can establish there. He also shares a great client success, how they leveraged an old school tactic of trade shows to help them get awesome inbound results. Don't miss this interview. Paul has some great stuff to share. Here we go. Welcome to Inbound Agency Journey. This is the show where inbound agency leaders share the strategies, shortcomings, and successes they've experienced in their journey toward building their dream agency. Now, here are your hosts, Andrew and Gray. Welcome to Inbound Agency Journey. Today, we are so excited to invite Paul Fariga from WordWrite PR onto the podcast to share a little bit about his background, about the agency, and share some awesome, awesome HubSpot user group insight. Paul, can you kick us off by just sharing a background on how you came to be where you are today? Well, Andrew, first of all, thanks for having me on. I think this is a great idea to do the podcast series that you guys are doing and uh, a wonderful thing for the inbound community, not only of agencies, but also, I think, of uh, customers to get a better understanding of inbound. Um, So sometimes I joke and I say that there was a work release program that led me to start the agency. (laughs) That wouldn't be the truth. Uh, The truth is that... uh, I've had a lot of careers in my life, and my first career was in journalism, and that really taught me to be a storyteller. I spent 20 years in journalism and everything from news services, daily newspapers, magazines. About half that time as a reporter, half that time as an editor. Uh, I did everything from covering night cops and being on murder scenes to uh, having what they call a hard pass, uh, like you see in the movies, uh, to cover the White House. And in Washington parlance, I was there for Reagan two, uh, Bush one, and Clinton one. Uh, for those people who care about that sort of stuff, that led me after a period of time, uh, because as a journalist, you're frequently asked by companies, "How can I better tell my story?" And it's really not a journalist's job to consult uh, companies on how to get themselves in the news. However, it is the job of people in the PR profession, and that led me into PR. I took those storytelling skills to catch in public relations. I was a VP there for four years. I worked with organizations like Bridgestone Firestone, Rutgers University, H.J. Hines, a lot of great companies. It was like getting an MBA in PR and marketing. Started my own firm in 2002, so we're 13 years old. And the goal with this firm was really to take those storytelling skills and apply them to sharing the great untold stories of, of companies that were doing something unique, uh, something special with their products or services. Over time, that led us to move from PR more into social media, and from there, 
it was a very short hop to get an inbound marketing. In fact, today, frequently, I'll say to our clients or prospects, it's really not worth doing social media unless you're doing inbound marketing because that's where the rubber meets the road. That's awesome. As you've as you made that transition, how has your background in journalism helped you build inbound strategies or just position that to your clients? Has that background helped you out in that front? Tremendously so, and I think that's true also of people who come to this discipline from PR because what's important about inbound marketing is two things. Number one, content creation. And so for me uh, and my team, we have a lot of former journalists and and great PR writers on our team, writing white papers, offers, blogs, creating social media content. Uh, Some of us can do it in our sleep practically. The second thing is, of all the professionals in the marketing spectrum, the ones who best understand two-way communication and social engagement are good PR people. This is the one end of the field where it's not about you beating your big bass drum and saying, look at me and how great I am. It's about engagement. It's about having a dialogue and a conversation that leads to a mutually beneficial relationship. That's so true. I I love the background and how it helps you out. Do you, in the client engagements you guys are running right now, are you doing a a kind of a one-two punch of PR and inbound, or have you shifted purely to inbound focus services? So in in terms of our agency clients that we still have a fair number of what I guess you might consider more traditional public relations uh, clients. For some of them, we do inbound as well, and we also have some inbound-only clients. It really depends on what the client needs in terms of results. And the, the benefit of being able to, to kind of cross the spectrum is this com, common unifying theme of having a great story to tell, a story that may be more complex uh, and difficult to tell, and that's where our expertise comes in. And certainly in terms of inbound, uh, producing results is critical. And you know, if you know inbound, you know that the analytics are superb. Amen. Have you seen, are there any verticals or any, any types of businesses that your experience has brought you into that, that you, you find yourself just having clients in that vertical more often than not? There's, there's, yes is the answer, the short answer. And the three verticals that we focus on are healthcare, manufacturing, and professional services. So in the professional services end, as an example, uh, we have a client that's a financial advisory firm. And we began by doing inbound for them. Then we trained their internal staff to do inbound. And now we provide strategy and consultation. We have a manufacturing firm where we've done inbound for them. They have a very complex and unique process that they engage in. And as I said, we also do healthcare. Okay. Awesome. Now, when you cannot beat your chest in good PR and good inbound, on the inbound agency journey, you can get up and beat your chest. Okay. I want to hear what is a... What is a recent success that you guys have had? What is like what is a recent client story where you guys have just knocked it out of the park? Well, so uh, for the manufacturing client I was talking about, uh, they were going to a trade show and they were doing a presentation. And uh, trade shows are as old as dirt, and there's a lot of debate right now in in the B two B space 
about whether trade shows are, are even worth doing. In this case, the client did have a speaking engagement, and we were able to create an entire workflow, top to bottom, that went out to probably going to say about a thousand or more contacts, and it produced really great results. Um, something on the order of nearly a hundred direct responses to the CEO of the company at the very bottom of the funnel, and um, dozens of legitimate sales opportunity leads. Uh, we made his uh, slides available uh, and we also used the workflow to schedule uh, meetings for him at the trade show. So quite literally it was almost too much for him to handle. That's fantastic. What an awesome results turning what would be a you know an event where you might catch some business cards but actually leveraging the power of inbound to make an older strategy work well. I love that approach. Exactly, my friend. I mean, you know, everybody gets pens at trade shows, but how about meetings? Let's get people meetings. That's awesome. That's what inbound can do for you. Oh, good show. Did um, what did the what did the database look like? Are you are you guys emailing a current database that that company already had? Are you leveraging registrants? You know, who's the audience here that you're going after? So we've done both. In this case, we were using an existing contact base. Um, given the time constraints and the way the trade show was set up, we were unable to use a registrant database. Um, but it worked fine. It worked great. Um, when we can, we like to have a registrant database. And, um, you know, it's better to know if you know 100% for certain these people are registered and they're going to be at the trade show, to use that as your, as your set of prospects for a workflow. Gotcha. You got a captive audience there who's already, it's a, yeah, it makes sense for them. Yep. Okay, that's an awesome story. The on the flip side of it, you know, every agency goes through struggles, and whether it's a, a client engagement that hits a bump in the road, or if it's an internal process that just needs stre- smoothed out, could you share with us a recent struggle that you guys have gone through that has made you stronger as an agency? Sure. So I'm I'm going to share a couple. Number one, I think a lot of people who hear about inbound, and this certainly happens with prospects and sometimes with clients, just because it can take five minutes for you to sign up to be on a social media platform does not mean that to do inbound marketing, it's as simple as just signing up. Inbound marketing done well is a highly strategic discipline, and it needs to be approached with some forethought. And as an agency, while we have a pretty deep strategic skill set, it took us a while to get into the learning curve and apply all of that strategic thinking in a way that we were sharing it with our clients properly. In fact, uh, along the way, one of the things we decided to do was take a person on our team, designate her as the our inbound marketing strategist. And more recently, one of the things we've done, Andrew, is we've, we've broken her off from a lot of her client activity to focus on the agency as a test case in inbound marketing. Awesome. And that's Christy Goodman on our team, um, who you may have met. Yeah. That is awesome. What kind of results have you guys seen since shifting and kind of using yourself as the guinea pig? Phenomenal. I mean, I just can't, I can't tell you. We just uh, did uh, 100% organic, meaning all the content in it was created by us uh, workflow around LinkedIn, and um, I was out of the office all day yesterday. But 
I'm well over 20 really hot leads. So I'll run three speaking requests, um, three LinkedIn training sessions people want us to do, one client that wants to re-engage on inbound, one client that wants to have a conversation about PR and inbound, and I'm missing about five or six things. It's just been <laughs> amazing. That's awesome. I think you know this goes back to the uh, the interview we did with John Benini up at Impact. It has to be a priority if you're an inbound agency. Like you have to prioritize doing it on yourself because not only do you get new leads like that, but you learn new tactics that you can take to your clients and help deliver better results or or help secure an up service, whatever it might be. Could you share a little bit about you mentioned speaking engagements and some training right. sessions? Is that a, is that a core to your business? Do you use that as a sale as part of your sales process? How does that play into your service portfolio? Well, it it's it is sort of I'll call it a gateway service. So one of the things that we're going to be doing this year, Andrew, is we're going to be creating more opportunities for people to engage with us uh, in a in a less um, deep deep way. So you know, certainly for inbound agencies and clients, because this is how you get results. It's ideal if you're working together on an ongoing retainer basis. But if you're dealing with uh, an audience, and I think really this is the case um, in most fair-sized cities, most people still do not understand inbound marketing. And so providing training opportunities or or ways to engage so that they can get a taste of inbound marketing and, and understand it better is absolutely something we're going to explore more this year. That's fantastic. Uh, I know you guys are going to see results from that because if you can educate, you're going to create advocates. And when you create an advocate, that is a phenomenal uh, client to work with because the internal team is motivated to make it happen and they understand the change that needs to happen. Amen, Reverend. I agree. Well, thank you for sharing that struggle and how you guys have really turned it into um, turned it into a point of leverage for yourself. I think that's I think that's fantastic. And kind of going back to your internal team's processes, do you guys use one or two tools that might not be as popular that some other agencies might not know about that really help give you guys an edge in delivering your services or prospecting for new leads? Any any aspect of your workflow? Well, I use a, a little service uh, that's directly connected to my LinkedIn that's called Newsy, N-E-W-S-I-E.com. And that's helpful to me because anytime any one of my LinkedIn contacts does anything in social media or is mentioned in traditional media, I get a link to that. And so that gives me a lot of opportunities to re-engage with people. Let's say congratulations on an article or you know, to engage with them on social media, you know, uh, at reply or whatever the, the right response is when I see that they've done something great. That, that sounds awesome. Has it, does that help you in, in the prospecting field so far? It has because it's identified for me people who are in my LinkedIn database that are prospects that uh, I can reach out to and re-engage with. And if I see they've done something and I haven't heard from them in a little bit, now I have another reason to have a conversation with them. Yeah. It doesn't seem overly salesy. That's awesome. And you're kind of you're you're giving them props for what they've done on exactly. that approach. Exactly. Cool ideas. Now you guys are uh, you're a fellow Pittsburgh agency and yes. you you run the Pittsburgh Hug Group. 
And I wanted right. to see if you could share some background on that and what, what led you to want to lead that group and how has it affected your internal team? Because there's a lot of planning involved in that. It is. You're, you're absolutely right about that. And thanks for mentioning that. <laughs> but as I said earlier, Andrew, you know, one of the issues I think that we're going to have for some time to come and, and, and maybe forever, and, and that's not a bad thing, is that inbound is evolving. There's still a lot of people who don't really understand what it is. There are a fair number of people now who do understand what it is, and they're looking for uh, additional tips and insights from people who do it every day. And, you know, thanks to Guava Box, uh, you guys have participated uh, in the hug and provided some of that insight, which I really appreciate. The other thing is, is, you know, the Internet's great. You can do so much on the Internet. But sometimes you just really need to have that real life conversation with somebody where they can sit down with you and explain to you how inbound would work for them. And that's really where the hug has been so great. Um, I, I first asked to start a Pittsburgh hub, hug, let's see, I don't know, must have been 2011 or something like that. And, you know, HubSpot's a very smart company. And at that point in time, looking in their database, they didn't see a critical mass. But we kept coming after them and coming after them. And so finally, when they decided to start the hug, they asked us to co-lead with a power user here in town, which we did. And as, as you mentioned, because even with a power user, generally speaking, an agency is doing so much more inbound on a daily basis. After a period of time, it became clear uh, to our power user colleague, he said, you know, you guys, you just run with this. And, and HubSpot was fine with that. You know, for agencies, it's important to know that a hug is educational. It's not meant to be a sales opportunity. And HubSpot is very good, and appropriately so, about making sure that if you're an agency and you're involved in a hub, that you don't try and lock the door and turn this into some you know, nightmarish direct sales opportunity. I will say, though, that if you are a hub leader and you do put in the time that you mentioned, the benefit that's going to come to you is you can have the appropriate kinds of initial conversations with folks when they do have issues with inbound and they're looking for somebody who knows uh, how to handle inbound. That's awesome. And you're in a position of um, thought leadership there as an educational leader exactly. in the space. Exactly. Exactly right. And that's a lot of fun. Um, and, and Christy Goodman, who co-leads the hug with me, you know, we, we have informally said many times that we'll sit down with uh, current customers or, or people who are thinking about it and uh, just have a conversation with them. Um, you know, the right way to do this, Andrew, is, is the way I think we've done it, which is um, there have been a couple of times, uh, everything from uh, somebody's trial expired for an unusual reason that we worked with HubSpot to get them back in, and that was not our prospect. We had nothing to do with it. Uh, to current HubSpot customers who aren't working with an agency but want some insight to we have a couple prospects right now that are actually prospects uh, for other agencies but they know us and respect us and like you said we provided a second opinion that's the right way to do it and if you do it that way you know what you're going to see is that thought leadership and you will also see uh, when it's appropriate that you have conversations with prospects that lead to them becoming your client yeah and I just want to say hats off to you guys because as a member being able to attend them and 
you know, being able to, to share at the last one, we, I really respect the, the thought and the effort that you guys put into planning it and the venues. You do a really good job of creating opportunities for people to have conversations. And just thank you for doing that. Oh, you're welcome, my friend. And we really appreciate, you know, that, that Guava Box is involved and you guys are involved. And, and I have to say, you know, for the folks who are going to be listening to this who are, who are ad agencies, you're really doing yourselves a disservice if you don't show up at Hugs. And, you know, Andrew, as you know, your agency and our agency, we're not the only agencies in town that claim to do inbound marketing. And those people don't show up. Yeah. And they should. Um, I was, uh, I'm a member, like you are, of the uh, LinkedIn forum for HubSpot Partners. And, and one of the saddest discussions in that wonderful forum uh, not too long ago was somebody in another city that I won't name uh, complaining that they can't get any HubSpot partner agencies uh, to come to the hug and that there are a lot of companies uh, who are either interested in inbound marketing or current HubSpot clients who would like to talk to agencies. That's amazing. I, it's hard to believe, isn't it? Yeah, it is. That is that's so important. Wow. Yeah, you got to get out. I mean, it's online, but you got to get out and make relationships and create those face-to-face connections at the end of the day on top of it. Exactly. Awesome. Um so Paul has have you guys developed any internal processes or any procedures that have helped you um, you know, build out a calendar of topics or, or how do you go about planning out events like this where you're, you're kind of boots in the ground, uh, coordinating these types of events? So the answer is yes. So we have, and you know, one of the things uh, that we did, one of the first things that, that, that Christy did actually when she joined our, our firm was she built out, um, on the HubSpot platform, of course, the entire Pittsburgh HubSpot user groups, uh, website. So that's one delivery vehicle. Uh, but also, because we do inbound for a number of clients, we've developed uh, several internal tools, many of them based upon the great content and learning that comes from HubSpot, uh, calendars uh, for editorial content, um, social media content, et cetera, et cetera. And we, we use those both for our clients and also we use them for the hug. Um, one of the things that HubSpot has tried to do this year and we fully support it, is build out the entire year um, in advance and, and, and have hug uh, topics and meetings planned for the year. And we were one of the first uh, hugs to complete that process. Um, and if you went to the Pittsburgh HubSpot User Group's website right now, you would see uh, the dates and locations of all the hug meetings for the rest of the year. That's awesome. Good planning. Well, thanks. Now, if we shift gears a little bit, I want to talk about what makes you tick as an agency owner. So could you walk us through uh, sort of a, an ideal morning in your life? And what, is, what are some of the routines that you go through to prepare yourself to, to run an agency like this? So uh, I'm going to actually start with the night before because uh, the, the last thing I do before I leave the office every day is I make myself – a to-do list that's driven by my calendar and uh, I use both an exchange-based calendar that's kind of a team calendar and most of us also have Google calendars and I'll, I'll look and see what you know what are the most important things I want to get done that day 
Then the following morning, I already have that as a start, and I'll use that as my guide. I'll check my email while I'm uh, going through the bowl of oatmeal and my first cup of coffee at home, and that, that gets me started for the day. I have services like Newsy and a few others that will alert me, uh, Google Alerts, obviously, and a few other things if anything's going on. And then something really helpful, we do a daily stand-up meeting in our office. So at 9.32 every day, every member of the team who's working that day uh, gathers in our war room, as we call it, which is our second conference room. And we have a stand-up meeting that lasts no more than 15 minutes. Everybody shares one bit of good news from the previous day, any roadblocks they may have encountered previously, and then lets the rest of the team know what are their top priorities for the day. That runs usually from 9.32 until no more than 9.45 at the, at the latest. And by the time that's done, all of us are ready to just go out there and you know storm the beaches and take the world for our clients. Oh, that's awesome. I love that team approach there. Is your, is your whole team in the, in the physical office? Everybody except one of our team members is, is in the office. We have a fella uh, named John Durani whose title is Marketing Services Director. Um, he's originally from Pittsburgh. He just uh, happens to have relocated to Tempe, Arizona some years ago. And it's not that we sat down and said, let's put an office in Tempe. That's what John is. So <laughs> Nice. That's good. All right. Well, Paul, thank you so much for sharing so many insights into how you run your agency, how you market yourself, how you deliver amazing results for your clients. Could, if anyone wants to get in touch with you, could you share one or two ways that they can, they can reach out to you? Absolutely. First and foremost is the website. It sounds more difficult than it is. It is word, W-O-R-D, right, W-R-I-T-E-P-R, as in public relations, wordrightpr.com. You can hit me on Twitter at Paul Fariga, which is at P-A-U-L, F as in Frank, U-R-I-G as in George A. Or you can hit us at WordWritePR on Twitter. Those are great ways to get us. Well, Paul, thank you so much for sharing your inbound agency journey. Thank you so much for having me, Andrew. It's really great that you guys are doing this and really look forward to listening to all the other experts you're going to have on the series. This episode of Inbound Agency Journey is brought to you by Do Inbound, the world's first project and process management tool built specifically for inbound marketing agencies. If you want to learn how to manage, track, and scale your inbound agency with a pre-built and proven system, visit doinbound.com slash journey. Again, that's doinbound, all one word, dot com forward slash journey. Now, back to the show. Hey, Demert, let's recap your Paul Furiga interview. Did I say that right, Furiga? Yeah. I got it. I remember meeting Paul up at Inbound two years ago, 2013, I think. There was, I'm trying to remember what was going on. There was either a keynote or it might have been One Republic going on. And I was in another room sitting there doing a little bit of work, and Paul wandered in, and I was like, hey, I recognize that guy. He is uh, He's from the Pittsburgh area. I knew a little bit about WordWrite at the time. Went up and introduced myself. Had a good conversation with Paul. Really good dude. So excited that we were able to have him on the podcast. Dimmer, why don't you start out just uh, tell me one or two things that kind of stuck out to you most from that conversation. I love just uh, Paul's an innovative guy. Uh, he's a lot of experience in 
journalism, NPR, and now in Inbound. And what I took away was just like he has been always adapting, pivoting, and evolving with the market and with the industry and what they need. And I really liked that in the conversation. And you can see that kind of through his career path and looking at the team he's built. They've got a a wide variety of skill sets that they adapt really well to the environment right now. And that services their clients really, really well. Yeah, one of the things going along that line that stuck out to me was is uh, talking about uh, recent client success, and he talked about the success they had with that trade show um, for yeah. a client where they generated a bunch of new meetings and kind of that blend of hey, here's an old you know trade shows have been around for quite a long time, and here's a way that we've integrated it with new workflows and with what we're trying to do with inbound marketing. So that was just an example of them trying to apply new principles to something old and continue to innovate and gradually transition clients um, to some of the more effective ways of doing things. Yeah, I really liked that that point. I think that that could be, I think if you're listening right now and you have a lot of industrial clients or you have a lot of clients that are going to trade shows and utilizing that, you could find a campaign upsell or a campaign right here in what Paul shared, uh, the, the idea of building a campaign specifically around a trade show appearance uh, and he talked about a client that was presenting at a trade show and how they leveraged that to generate a bunch of leads for for the client that got an ROI on that investment there. And so I could see this being like you could roll it into part of your retainer, and if, they're, if they've got sort of a cornerstone trade show that they're going to, you could just roll this into it, or you could offer it as an up-service. If, you, if you're working through the marketing calendar for a client and you see a big, you know, they're going to... Uh, the world of asphalt or concrete, and you want to put together a big presentation for that and a big campaign to back it up. It could be an up service for you that could help bring some new revenue into the agency. Uh, Paul lays out a really, really good path to help make that happen. Uh, for sure. Another thing, Gray, that I liked that they're doing is they are um, they're running the Hug Group here in Pittsburgh, and they're really open open to the idea of education and events and sort of bridging that gap of. You know, we educate with inbound marketing online, but what are we doing offline to support that? And I think they're doing a really good job of live events in the Pittsburgh area and teaching people, you know, the the best way to leverage inbound. Yeah, definitely. I thought it was Paul was pretty passionate too about hey, if you're an inbound marketing agency, there's no excuse for not showing up at some of those events. And um, you know, I think that I don't want to. You know, there's no judgment to how other people want to run their agency as long as it's ethical if you don't want to show up to events that's whatever but his point is there's so much value um there's people out there who are looking for partners so if you're not involved in your hug right now what are you doing um so i felt like that was helpful to just kind of get a call to agencies out there the folks who are listening right now and there are so many people who do listen who are either leading hugs um, or actively engaged in hugs, but for folks who are maybe starting out, just getting on board with HubSpot, considering getting on on board with HubSpot, you know, there's there's no excuse to not go check out wherever the closest hug is, and if there's not one around you, start it up. Thank you for listening to Inbound Agency Journey. You can find the show's notes for today's episode at doinbound.com slash podcast. Again, that's doinbound, all one word, dot com, forward slash podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, head over to iTunes to subscribe or leave us a review of the show. Until next time, remember, life is a journey. Keep moving forward.